The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Belly and up to the nine foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. Hannah Beth at the end of the bar. Hello. My lovely wife, Erica, has joined us here as well. Hello. And this is the EP Podcast 30 Minutes of Good in a World of Dumb for Evergreen Park. And it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Do your kids have a checking account? They should. How are you going to teach them anything about the value of money? No matter what the school year looks like this year for you, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park wants to set your kids up with a student checking account. Whether they are starting their first job, they're off to college, students have the resources they need to manage their money from anywhere, online and mobile banking tools like remote check deposit, cardless cash, and more. Open up a student checking account today. Go to bankevergreenpark.com slash student slash EP, lots of slashes in there. What the heck? Just go on over to 95th and Pulaski, that iconic building. Stop in. Tell them I sent you. They'll hook you up with a student checking account. No minimum required to open. Member FDIC. Hannah, Eric and I went to a child soccer game tonight. Yeah. Oh, and before I even get into this story, John Brand joining us today. Uh, we're getting ready for Oktoberfest coming up this weekend. It's on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be out there. We're going to go through all of that with everybody, and uh, John's going to come on. Uh, we're going to actually be visiting him at Open Outcry, but he's going to be pouring beer at that fest, so we'll be talking about that big event here coming up in Evergreen Park. And we also have a group of moms right here from Evergreen that are raising supplies for homeless veterans at the Oktoberfest. So we're going to talk to them about what they do. But awesome. We went to a youth soccer game for Nikki. my six-year-old and uh you know i used to coach this oh it's the most i remember yeah it's the it's the most holy redeemer one that they do for all the kids in the school but a lot of the a lot of the kids are going to like southwest or uh you know northwest northeast like any kid in the neighborhood can get on a team basically from what i understand there's an awful lot of kids on the redeemer soccer team that actually don't have kids in Redeemer. They let them play on that team. So there's kids from all over Evergreen Park playing in that league. There's kids that come from other areas in the south suburbs and in Chicago that come and play, and it's all played basically right here in Evergreen Park, at least all the games that we have to go to. And I I coached in this long time ago when Audrey, who's now a snooty teenager, and (laughs) Dominic, who is a teenage boy who hides in his room for five hours a day, when they were little kids and they were cute, And I enjoyed being around them. (laughs) You don't enjoy being around them? I do, but it was a different kind of enjoyment. When they were cute like Nick, they played in this soccer league and I coached. I I coached from when they were real little until they were through it. I was a coach in that league. Yeah. In fact, I was asked when Nick joined the league now as a first grader, do you want to coach? Why did you say no? Because I don't want to coach. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. Like, I, I had stopped coaching a few years back. The last thing that I ever but coached, coached T-ball. was Audrey in, in, in softball for the EPGSL. And, and then I said, oh, I'll do T-ball. And T-ball was brutal. Like, I mean, it was just brutal. I was worn out. And I realized I've just reached the age of let some young guy coach the team. Yeah. You know, let some overzealous parent who's like, I always wanted to have a coach's whistle. You can have mine. I'm done. Like, I just want to be the older guy who stands off to the side and just watches the game and giggles. 
Like and and <laughs> like dumb things happen and I don't care because I'm just I'm not involved in it, right? right like I'm, I'm not right. concerned. If Billy accidentally ki- kicks Bobby in the teeth and there's a massive thing going on and some parents angry about it or whatever and there's any drama, I don't have to have anything to do with it, right? No, you don't. If an opposing coach shows up and this happened one time and there's lightning in the sky and I'm like we should call this game because they're only in the first and the second grade. And he argues with me about it because this is his World Series. I don't have to deal with that jerk anymore. Right. Because I'm on the sidelines, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm very comfortable there. But meanwhile, I'm watching Nick play. It was the funniest thing happened. When they run short of kids on one team from his school, another team, because there's three Redeemer teams, will come over and grab a kid or two off a team. So one of the coaches from the other teams knows us. So, of course, they know Nick. So when they needed to grab a player, they just snatched Nick out of the game that he was already playing in. <laughs> okay. And they're like, he'll be right back. All of a sudden, like, oh, he'll Nick, be right back. All of a sudden, Nick is being led off the field. What does Nick think about this being taken away from his first yes, little Carrie's team? sick. He's just no. going to pick a ball someplace else. Okay. But, I, but pick a ball they're going to another else. field. And she goes, oh, he'll be right back. And I was like, all right, well, where's he going? They're like, this field over here. So we go to pick up our chairs. And she goes, that's okay. He'll be back in a few minutes. I said, I didn't come to watch this game. Like, I don't care what happens in this game. I came to watch this kid try to kick a ball <laughs> poorly, you know, because he's six, right? The yeah. ball is the ball is as high as his kneecap. I mean, like, like, I just came to see that. I, I, I came to watch him fall on his butt 15 times, you know, and, yeah. and be like, hey, you touched the ball once. Like, that's that's what I came for. I think what you said is I didn't pay a ticket to see I, this yeah, game. I didn't pay for a ticket for this game. <laughs> Then later, the kid's in the middle of the field, and he wants a drink of water, and he decides he wants to stop playing. And, of course, the, Hannah was laughing hysterically. What did I say, Hannah, to him? What did I yell out onto the field where all the other parents couldn't help themselves and started laughing because I'm the jerk dad? Only kids who score goals get water. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you told him, get back out Get back there. in the game and do something. Earn your water. Earn it. <laughs> we'll talk with big organizations highly organized you know they've been around for decades upon decades and they're they're doing charity drives and 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 different events but what i have here is just one of two local Southside mothers who saw a need when it came to veterans and and homeless veterans and things that they needed to be able to get through the day get through the week get through their lives right now and started something i want to say was about a year ago right Jeannie olson Hi, Chris. Yeah, it was about a year ago. Uh, the planning started a year ago, and now uh, we collected the middle of October through uh, November last year of 2020. So what you guys do is you have a donation drive for homeless vets. And it, I, I want to say that this is associated with the uh, Heinz VA Hospital. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, the other mother that you uh, referenced, her name is Viviana Rodriguez, and she actually interned as part of her uh, master's degree program last year at Heinz. And she saw the need for um, the, I think they said roughly 3,000 homeless veterans in the Chicagoland area going up to Northern Illinois down to around the Kankakee area. So she saw the need, she put out um, a friendly little uh, post on Facebook on the mom's pages and said, hey, if anyone wants to help out, um, you know, let me know. And so I reached out and it turned into a massive collection and uh, we thought we'd give it a try again this year. 
You know, it drives me nuts every time that I hear the phrase homeless veteran, because if you've gone and you've served this country, I just don't understand why you're homeless. So I think what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible. Thank you. And, and, and when we, when we reached out last year to the village of Evergreen Park um, with, with our thoughts, I said the same thing. I said the, the phrase homeless vets shouldn't even be um, something that we speak about, but unfortunately it is for a multitude of reasons. Um, so while we don't like it, we, we do try to do what we can, even if it's something as um, small as this, as this veterans drive, uh, toiletry drive is kind of what we, what we started last year and it's growing a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to get it started again this year. You guys are, are looking not for food, but what you're looking for are, are everyday things that vets would need. Anything from hand soap, deodorant, body wash, toothpaste, toothbrushes, to cleaning supplies and laundry detergent and now face masks because of what's going on with the pandemic, especially if they have to go inside and, and follow the current mandates, uh, toilet paper, paper towels, and then also gift cards. It looks like $10 each, uh, either gas cards or cards for food at like Wendy's, McDonald's, Subway, Burger King, local businesses here on the South Side all do all kinds of gift cards. If you want to be able to buy a meal or help out a homeless vet, you're taking those as well, correct? That is correct. So um, to kind of preface why we're collecting these things. So Heinz, um, while they service the veteran on their medical, you know, social, emotional needs, they do have an area within the hospital that um, while they come in for medical needs, they can wash their clothes, they can grab toiletries, um, they can do, you know, grab these things that they need um, when they go back out, um, you know, into their camps and that sort of thing. So we, the Heinz Hospital gives them the opportunity to do those things. What we're doing is basically stacking those shelves. So we're trying to help Heinz with, um, with keeping these, these shelves stacked for when these veterans do come in for services, they can do, um, you know, not shopping, but they can grab some things that they might need. Um, all those items that you mentioned are exactly what they need. And um, when we collected over 950 care packages last year, they went fairly quickly, unfortunately. So um, all those things are much needed and much appreciated. One of the other things I see in there, hand warmers. Good idea. They're going to need that, especially if they're out there and it's starting yeah. to get cold. Again, I just can't believe that we're even talking about the fact that there are veterans that don't have a place to that, that don't have a home that don't have a a place to lay their head that is that is stable. It's a shame. You you have two different dates that people can drop off this. One of them, we're going to be at the event. Southside Pod, the EP Podcast, Socks in the Basement, all the different shows from the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network are going to be at the Evergreen Park Oktoberfest on the 2nd of October at 3450 West 97th Street. That's where the community center is. It's right in the middle of the neighborhood there in Evergreen Park. It's right next to Circle Park or Klein Park, depending on what you call it. It's an all-day event, and it's going to be happening on the 2nd from 2 until nine, you guys will be there from two until eight, uh, collecting all these materials, right? That is correct. We will have a table. We will be at the event. Um, we're going to grab some uh, service hour kits that are going to help us collect these um, items. They're going to sort them. But yeah, we will we'll for sure be there at Oktoberfest. We're excited to um, to get in, into that uh, space to meet all of our um, residents. We, we're hoping it's a big attendance and we're hoping it's a really good turnout for the donation drive as well. 
And if for some reason you can't make it on the 2nd of October to Oktoberfest, first of all, you're really missing out. That sounds like it's going to be a huge party. <laughs> and, and now you can do something good for some homeless veterans. The next week on the 9th, from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., there's a three-hour window back at that location, 3450 West 97th Street in Evergreen Park, where you can bring these items by. Uh, Jeannie, is there a website or some place where people can see the complete list, or should they just like rewind to what I said if they want to go over it again? Um, unfortunately, because we're not, um, you know, like a, a group, we don't have an official website. Um, I'd be happy to, you know, forward you my email address um, if, if they want to contact me directly. I have it. You want me to give it out? Is it the Yahoo address? I've got it sitting right in front of me. Yeah, sure. Sure. Reach out to Jeannie, who uh, also goes by Janine, uh, and you spell it out J-E-A-N-I-N-E, Clarkin, C-L-A-R-K-I-N at yahoo.com, or just skip back a few moments here in the show and listen to the things that I listed off. Uh, if it's a toiletry item, if it's a cleaning supply, if it's something that might be able to keep them warm, like hand warmers uh, or, or anything along those lines. And like I said, the gift cards for food and gas, those are much appreciated. Once again, on the 2nd, during Oktoberfest in Evergreen Park, 3450 West 97th Street, or the following Saturday for a couple hours from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., you can bring that over there. And Jeannie, thanks so much for jumping on and telling us all about the great work that you're doing. I hope you get a good response, and uh, I hope we find a, a solution to this problem uh, sooner rather than later in this country. I And Chris, we appreciate you guys helping us uh, get the word out. So as you said, homeless and vets is not something we want to we want to see, but um, with the help of the community, we, we think we can help out this winter. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. A couple of weeks ago, Matt and Bob came down to the nine-foot home in Oak Bar and they sit there and they tell me, we're going to have a car show. We're going to do a car show in Evergreen Park. We're just, we're just going to have a barbecue, and we're just going to have a car show. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, like, they're going to have three cars there and ten people. This thing is filling up. This is a big event, your first one here. How, how happy are you so far with the turnout here at the American Legion? Yeah, this is great. You know, um, we, uh, we we plan to have a car show and a barbecue in the backyard, and that's kind of exactly what we did. And it was kind of a bigger turnout than what we expected, so this is great. <laughs> This is a great time, yeah. Yeah, you got music out here, you got uh, fun, you got food, you got a lot of people hanging out, you keep bringing out more tables because more people keep arriving, more cars pulling in here. Uh, Bob, uh, you got to have a favorite out here. Like, what, what what card have you seen I, out here so far? I like you that like? Nova right there. I like that black Nova. That thing is bad at ass. Yeah, yeah, it came in revving, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. it, it made, yeah. made my six-year-old jump. Well, then you got my brother's Challenger, you know, he's got it over there, his, his 2019 uh, Challenger over there. Yeah, that's, it's so out of place. Yeah, Everybody else has a classic card. He's got something that, like, you could probably still go out and buy yourself. That's right, but, you know, he wanted to bring it and show it, we said any car could come in, and that's what we did, so he brought it, so he's awesome. proud of it, so awesome. it's great, it's great. Very cool, and then, uh, what about you, Matt? What's your, what's your big one here so yeah, far? 
know what? I don't think I have a favorite. We got a military Humvee right here. We have a, 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 a 1969 Challenger. The 73 Thunderbird, the gold Thunderbird over there is awesome. And then the Nova's super loud. Denny Cox has his Nova. Uh, or I don't, he doesn't have a Nova, but he's got his uh, his dragster over here. I don't know, you know. They I got like an loud, incredible. I like the cruise too. So. They got an incredible convertible over there. My kid was laughing. He's like, they got a Trans Am that Smokey and the Bandit would drive, but then they got the convertible he escaped with that they did in the movie, like right next to it. He's like, you could recreate the movie right here in the parking lot. Yeah, this is great. This is great. <laughs> this is a good time. I, uh, I, you know, it's. A, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Thank you, Chris, for having us uh, on the show and doing some uh, promotions for us. It turned out well. This is turned out great. And it's not even over. We just started. I would imagine many more events to come, right, guys? Oh, we're, we're, we're planning them. We're planning events to, uh, we're trying to do something for uh, uh, Black Wednesday. You know, we want to see if we can get some abandoned here for Black Wednesday to, you know, for all our patrons that love to go out the night before Thanksgiving and get, uh, you know, have a good time. And so we'll see if we can get a nice band in here and fill up the back room maybe, you know. It all depends on, uh, on how we run this thing, but... It's gonna it's gonna be a good time here at the Legion. I'm gonna tell you that right now. All right. Well, thanks for having us out. Appreciate you having us come over here to the car show, and you guys threw a great event. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate. Thanks, Chris. It. Thank thanks you. for everything. It is now time for your EP podcast. Word on the street. Congratulations to the Evergreen Park High School football Mustangs. 14-13, come from behind, Friday night, winning on their homecoming. They improved to 4-1, 3-0 in their conference, and head coach Jerry Verdi will join us, as he always does, this Friday on the EP Podcast. All right, so the Village of Evergreen Park Oktoberfest is coming out on October the 2nd. That's when the big event is, and the EP Podcast is going to be out there, and I have a ridiculous amount of things to give away. I have a prize wheel, first of all. Ooh, I yes. haven't seen it yet. There is a prize wheel. So what are you giving away? Well, I, I've got I've got the koozies, I've got keychains, I've got uh, I've got hats from the Socks in the Basement Podcast. Like, I've got three different podcasts really being out there. Like, from the network, Southside Pod will be there. Socks in the Basement will be there. The number one White Sox podcast in all the land. Like, nearly 200,000 downloads in just this year yeah. for that podcast. It's insane, and they're going to the postseason. In fact, we're sitting here talking tonight on the day that they clinched the AL Central. First time in the history of the team that they've gone to the postseason on back-to-back years. That's awesome. Wow. Over 120 years of existence. That's the first time that that's wow. happened for the White Sox. Which makes me feel like... Like excited, but also very sad that I picked the team that is so bad at getting to the postseason. But they're good now. They're getting better. So anyway, and then the EP podcast will be out there, and we'll also be having a contest where we're giving away some cash. I like cash. Yeah, I'm giving away cash, and I'm hosting a Stein hoisting competition. There's a beer garden, an art show, a kids tent, a corn maze, pony rides, a petting zoo, touch a truck, double dutch. Entertainment by Jeannie McQueenie, EPRD Dancers, Caesar the DJ, Wild Daisy Band, and so much more food from all over Evergreen Park. This should be an incredible event. Make sure you make plans to get out there. Looks like there's something for everyone. And our good friend, John Brand of Open Outcry, is going to be out there pouring beer. And I decided to go on a mission just outside of Evergreen Park at 10934 Southwestern Avenue to see what kind of beer he was bringing to the event. And I discovered tables inside of Open Outcry with swings for seats 
Check it out. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. A lively afternoon here at Open Outcry at about 109th and Western. And John Brand has us sitting in... Maybe the coolest seats in any brewery that I've ever been to because we're sitting in a swing. You have new swing seats. All the seats at this table that we're at are suspended and they swing back and forth like I'm on the playground, but I'm inside of, of your place. Yes, I'm, uh, we're recommending people, if you're going to be drinking heavily, to wear helmets <laughs> if you're going to sit in these sit at these tables. Uh, we, yeah, so we uh, it's part of a, always trying to innovate and make our tap room as as fun as possible and and have as much energy as possible. We um, we install tables with swings on them, and it's uh, we installed them earlier this week, and people are having a lot of fun on them. Let me describe a little bit what these are like. So they they match your your color motif, everything you do, like the way you set up everything. It, it, it it's so open outcry, all right, because they're these these yellow. Uh, like boxes. They're like these metal boxes basically that go around this table and then suspended all around them are swings. And you have one that's a six-seater and then you have two four-seater tables in which all the seats are swings like in a, in a playground. But they're actually, I, I say in a playground, playground swings fall apart, they break, you know, somebody, somebody destroys them. These things are like cushioned, like really wide, very comfortable to sit in. And people can sit here and swing while they talk. Yeah. These were uh, designed and fabricated by a company on California that makes it that this is their business they make uh, swing tables for the restaurant industry uh, so we worked with them to have these custom made and designed for our tap room that's it's absolutely incredible what has been the response so far uh, people fighting for them people looking at them like I'm not really sure yet like what I mean I would imagine these are gonna be a big ticket item once people find them they're gonna be like I want to go and sit in the swing uh, we put them out on Wednesday and when people were walking in the doors the first were looks of confusion <laughs> which then turned into a lot of smiles they're like are you serious can we sit in those and we're like yeah that's why we got them. Sit in them. They've been full since we put them out on Wednesday. People are enjoying them. It's it's really really cool. The other the other you know this is a family friendly place. Kids are gonna love this. Kids so, are gonna want to sit at these yeah, tables. Old, kids that are old enough for sure. I my kids are ten and seven, and uh, I just wanted it's fun for adults, but I also wanted something fun for all the families that come in here. And uh, before I bought them, I showed them my kids, and I said, "Would you want to sit in these?" And they said. Yeah, so we, so we got some. Oh, these are awesome! So much fun. I can see myself swinging back and forth. I could see I could see our kids sitting in here and enjoying a meal, and they might have let mom and dad stay a little bit later. Yeah, yeah this is gonna let me st stick around here longer and, and have an extra one, you know? Yeah, we're just uh, we're just asking for for parents to keep an eye on their kids. And you have a fest beer that came out called October Effect. It's an Oktoberfest-inspired autumn ale. And tell me a little bit about this, because first of all, as soon as I had a sip off it, I looked at you, gave you the thumbs up, and I was like, great October beer. Just perfect for the season. Uh, Will, as usual, knocks it out of the park again. It's not a um, it's not a true Martzen or a true October uh, Oktoberfest beer, just because it's, you know, it's, it's a lager, and we just don't have the capacity to do lager in here. So what Will did, was took a traditional Oktoberfest grain bill and added a, um, 
a, a neutral ale yeast to it. The, uh, the result is this multi-sweet uh, Oktoberfest-inspired beer that drinks like an Oktoberfest. It's not exactly an Oktoberfest, but uh, it's Will Spin on it, and it's delicious. The feedback on it has been fantastic. We've gone through half the half the tank already in the last five or six days. It's it, we're moving a lot of it. I'm going to tell you. I mean, like you could have fooled me because as somebody who loves Oktoberfest season. I would have never known if you wouldn't have told me that it wasn't made like a traditional Oktoberfest. I would have I would have fallen for it. I just want to be clear to the beer nerds out there. They like to come in here <laughs> and call you out. It's not an Oktoberfest beer, but um, it, it's an Oktoberfest-inspired beer. We did the same beer last year and got great feedback on it, so we decided to do it again this fall. That's awesome. You have another one that we're going to try a little bit later on by the time that this interview is over, because when we get to it, it that's going to be party time. That, that my wife was checking out. You have your dark pool with cocoa and coffee. And this thing is a 10.5% ABV like stout. And you, you told her this might be one of the best ones that Will's ever put together. That's true, and I'm excited about that. But I have a, I'm more excited to tell you about another beer. Wait, really? I I We're going to cover all kinds of beers yes, today. This I, is fun. I, let's, I, let's have a party, John. I, I Just line them up in front of me. I didn't tell you about it in the pre-show conversation because I wanted to surprise you live on the air. Oh, really? Okay. What is it? So, uh, you know Lewis Winthorpe, our hazy IPA, which I know you've drank many times. Erica, I know you've had it many times. We all know Hannah's drank. Gallons of it. Gallons of it. Gallons she of it. She comes in here, she just picks it up and brings it home. And by the way, Mayor Burke is aware of this as well. We already told Mayor Burke. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. We have a couple barrels set aside of Lewis Winthorpe, fresh Lewis Winthorpe, that we wet hopped, which means that we took actual fresh hop cones right off the vine and put them in a keg of Lewis Winthorpe. These hop cones were grown on hop vines in Evergreen Park. Really? Yeah. They were grown right next to the Burlington Northern Santa Fe line in a location I will not disclose on this show. Uh, I didn't tell Mayor Burke where this is located either, but yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know if Burlington Northern Santa Fe, the company, is aware that we were using their land this summer to grow hops in Evergreen Park, but we did do that. So the hops in the Wet Hop Lewis Winthorpe were grown in Evergreen Park. Evergreen Park hops. Evergreen, ever, the first ever beer that I'm aware of we're going to have historic, historians back-check this if they want. But I, I'm not aware of any other hops grown in Evergreen Park that were uh, used in a beer sold on the south side of Chicago. All right, so now you've got... So I'm going to get you a sample of that. We're going to try it. Awesome. We're going to try it live on the air. Okay, we're going to do that. That's going to be coming up here. We will do that coming up right here on the EP Podcast and talk about the upcoming Oktoberfest in which John is going to be out there just like we're going to be out there. I'm doing a competition where people have to hold up their stein. I don't even have the exact rules for this. We're going to talk about all that coming up right here on the EP Podcast next. You know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches always free of preservatives and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com 
and use the promo code BASEMENT. Get 20% off your order. And now check out the new 2500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms right now at creakybone.com. Back at Open Outcry with John Brand as we get ready for the Oktoberfest event coming up here in Evergreen Park on Saturday where John is going to be pouring beer. You poured beer with uh, me at the uh, at the barbecue bash at Redeemer. You have a good time with that? Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, the, the Redeemer community, again, always been a great supporter of this place. Uh, that was a fantastic event. It was uh, well attended. Everyone was having a great time. It was well organized by the men's club. And we went through all our beer really fast. We actually sent, uh, we said we had Marshall come out and bring another keg to us halfway through the event because we ran out of beer. So, what a great event! Thanks for having me in your tent. That was- thank, thank you for for coming and being in my tent. I really appreciate it. You know that we we talked afterwards. It was it was John telling me thank you, me telling John thank you, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for a I think while. You guys were hugging each other at the end of the night. <laughs> there, was, there was definitely definitely no hugging. But maybe uh, some high fives. Yeah. There was a few high fives. Uh, let's talk about this beer you were talking about that the hops were grown along a rail line in Evergreen Park. I love this story. It's amazing. Uh, g- give me the name again of it. What did we call right. it? So this is this is Lewis Winthorpe. It's one of our uh, most popular beers. It's our it's one of two of our house hazy IPAs. Uh, if anyone's been here before, they likely have had a Lewis Winthorpe before in the past. Uh, but this one's special because we use hops that were grown in Evergreen Park. Yeah. And it's it's got a really interesting smell to it. I mean, is that the type of hop, the wet hop? Is that why I'm getting that when I when I put my nose in the snifter glass? When you wet hop a beer, you're doing this post-fermentation. So after the, after the yeast has already done its job and fermented out the beer, and you have almost a final product, then you add actual hop cones. You, you, you pick the cones off the vine and you drop them in a barrel and you let it sit for two or three days. And what that does is it enhances uh, the, the aroma of this beer. You're getting all the, all, the, all those citrus notes, that the tangerine and the grapefruit, you're getting all those citrus notes uh, 10x if you, if you use a, a, a fresh hop cone and wet hop that beer. And that's what you have right here. All right, so you're going to be at the EP Oktoberfest on October the 2nd. Um, I'm going to be there. We've got so many things planned here. Uh, the EP podcast giving away all kinds of stuff, and I can't wait to hang out with you again at another event in Evergreen Park. We're swinging in a swing. We're having a good time. The music's playing. There's folks out here. John is going to be out at Oktoberfest on October the 2nd, but you should go visit him and the rest of the fine folks over at Open Outcry whenever you get a chance over here on 109th and Western. Uh, you can't miss the place. You still got the rooftop going, I would imagine, for a little while longer. Rooftop will be open for a couple more weeks. We got the uh, we got the cabins going up probably the second week of October, and we hope to launch those before October ends. Wow. Excellent. Can't wait to see what you have in store this year. John Brand, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink beer and swing. Sound good? I always pegged you guys as swingers, yeah. <laughs> Those swings were fun, and the beer was pretty good, too, especially that one in which the hops were grown in Evergreen Park. Thanks to John Brand. Can't wait to see him out at Oktoberfest. Can't wait to see you guys out at Oktoberfest, October the 2nd. This coming Saturday in Evergreen Park, Circle Park, and over at the Community Center, basically right there in the area of 97th and Holman. Get over there. Come find us at the tent. You could win cash. You're going to get free prizes. We're going to be recording out there. I'm hosting a competition. 
cannot wait. Should be an absolute evergreen park fest to remember this Saturday right here in the EP. Are you going, Hannah? Are you going? I, Hannah? Well, yeah. You okay. Are go. you going to not go? Well, well it's your show. Spin, with the spinning wheel, are you going to be Vanna White then? <laughs> Hannah White. Hannah likes to go because there's always a couple <laughs> listeners that walk up and say, "It's Hannah's show." I love your show, Hannah. Yeah. And Hannah well, our loves. Our friend it. Alex from the Barbecue right. Bash. He <laughs> says, "I only listen because of Hannah." Yeah, yeah. Hannah loves it. <laughs> Hannah gets such a kick out of it. You like, people, yeah, you don't, me, you don't me. understand what it's like that's when me. when we're out in public and somebody walks up and tells Hannah. I listen because of you. And she loves it. I and then love it you walk I do aw- nothing. You walk away and she grins at me. She looks right <laughs> at me. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nudie. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Lancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.